0: But not broken with host Patrick Scroggins. As a U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot deployed in Iraq, Patrick faced a devastating crash, which resulted in him dying, losing a leg, and a slew of broken bones. Patrick's story of rehabilitation has helped others to overcome their own obstacles. Each week, Patrick recounts stories of inspiration and interviews guests who have overcome remarkable obstacles. This is Wounded But Not Broken with your host, Patrick Scroggins.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wounded But Not Broken. Uh, tonight, we're going to change it up a little bit. Last week, we had a pretty heavy episode, pretty uh, a pretty touching story, pretty sad. Uh, so we're going to bring it up tonight. Tonight, we have a very special guest uh, calling in from Canada. It's Josh Perry with Madden Canine. And, uh, you know, with all the, I guess, the movies uh, coming out now with uh, the dogs and the military and, and you know, the of what kind of role they actually play and and how much of a combat multiplier that they are there's i don't I don't think there's anybody that could talk about it more than, than Josh. I mean they train some of the most premier dogs in the world and and uh you know he comes from a long line of it, so Josh, I'd like to welcome you
2: hey buddy thanks yeah, uh first, appreciate you guys having us We're, uh,
1: yeah glad glad that you're here thank you so. So with all the, you know, for, for the people that that don't really understand uh well first of all, let's talk about how your family got into the dog the dog training industry and kinda how it started and if you'd give us a quick overrun of that.
0: Yeah. So uh
2: you know there's a lot to it. I'll I'll uh I'll give you the quick quick and dirty. Um the company's fifty years old. Um uh, my father years ago, he's written a book called My Years with a Dog Man. He had a mentor that um at a point in his life where uh, the right place, right time um, started mentoring and training him. Um, And, uh, you know, that was basically the foundation, the plank holding of our company, um, which led into the breed raising and training of Dutch Shepherds, German Shepherds, and and, uh, Belgian Malinois. We service law enforcement, military. Um, The cornerstone of our company is uh, Family Home Protection, um, that was the foundation of it, to focus on the family and offering um, the securing of life for families and the ability to be able to, um, whether it be the husband or wife on the move, um, secure the family back home through our dogs and our training. And, uh, you know, obviously that leads into other emergency service communities. Um, we're we're very involved in the veteran community. And uh, so, you know, the military was involved in that. And uh, you want me to keep going or? Or yeah,
1: not? yeah. I mean, like, because I know there's a lot of history with like the bloodlines and all that Got stuff. You. So, if you, if, if you want to briefly go over that, that'd be awesome. Say that one more time, buddy. You broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. There, there's a lot of history there with your bloodline of your dogs, because you, you know, you have your own your own bloodlines that you train from, correct? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the bloodline. So, again, we breed, raise, and train them all. We keep them in house. Um, the bloodline goes uh, over 100 years. Um, the mentor through my father, Germanic blood that came out of Germany, um, after world war two, the blood goes deeper than that. But after world war two, um, my father was blessed to be able to not only be mentored, but tap into the intellectual property as well as the uh, bloodline that we preserve and keep current today. Um, you know, which we, I guess you can say we, we, we strive to protect, um, the The foundation was a German Shepherd, and then latter years we tapped into the Dutch Shepherd, and the uh, German Shepherds. Right.
1: So when when it when you talk about training a dog, and and I know I'm sure it's it's different for you know if you're training for home protection, maybe a little bit different training for home protection, or if you're specifically training it for a SEAL team or a special forces team or whatever it may be in the military. So kind of walk us through that, uh, that life cycle, that dog of, of, of how it would, you know, how long it would take and, and how you train them.
2: Yeah. So we, you know, right now our, our breeding program is pretty dialed in as far as the genetics go. We know what we're going to get in the Malinois and the Dutchies and the Germans um, we, we are still dealing with the family home protection program, the law enforcement and the military at, you know, I, at not big levels with the EMS, but, uh, we do, um, I guess I can say this public, we deal with the Aussies are very good friends of ours, um, the military. So, uh, they'll, they'll select dogs from us, push out, we deal with North American law enforcement. So there's different breeds genetically as we raise our puppies. Um, and obviously different lines for different purposes. Uh, One of the big things we do is the service dog program for veterans as well. We'll get into that in a minute. But So our pups are born. um, The the Selecting the vetting is pretty dialed in as far as genetics, like I said, go. We start them at five weeks of age. We start the integration, the the, uh, stabilization, and the familiarization in with the uh, stability, control, obedience, the exposure to all the direction, the consistency, um with the environment they're going to go into and then just you know basically moving with them all over the place whether it be um traveling with us out back on the obstacle course familiar with water um you know we we look at i mean in a lot of communities we look at the application of the stress or the direction and the dogs being able to not just the dogs but the handlers and the dogs being able to function and and uh and live in that uh, environment with the obedience so that's pretty much it we'll we'll start them at five weeks of age and uh, usually you know they're 11 months to 16 months old depending on the environment they're going into um that's when the embedding happens whether it be the family or law enforcement or the military
1: gotcha and uh so it, uh, when you train a dog um for like an active military unit do you do you have like a a guideline that you go by or you train them specifically for that unit, for their needs or, or for their, that handler's needs. <clears throat>
2: yeah. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to the military they're they have specific needs and, uh, and specific guidelines that we have to follow. They'll come in and usually <clears throat> they'll do a recce on the facility, the dogs check us out. And then once they get a good fuzzy feeling, then they just, You know, these are our standards you guys, you guys think you can meet them. And, uh, we say yay or nay and, uh, uh, we follow their, you know, it's pretty similar. I mean, there's a lot of real similar things, but, uh, um, as far as the capabilities go, but there's just add on stuff that we don't do or might not do. And the, especially the family owned protection, but even the emergency service community back here, obviously the soft communities, uh, have different needs
1: kinetically and, uh, and with their obedience. Right. And so do you, you train dogs for like search and rescue and all that stuff?
2: Um, we, we've trained a lot of dogs. I mean, we, we love tracking, um, the capability, my father, especially, like he loves to, he loves the tracking part of it, but we've done a lot of search and rescue dogs. Yeah. We've, we put dogs, I mean, the nine eleven, the the pile, we had dogs in the pile. Um, we've worked with, uh, you know, private and, uh, government search and rescue teams currently and recently not as much outside of the military contracts where those dogs have that um, that detection need for the for that unit yeah we love right. tracking
1: yeah I know I know that uh, you know just having a dog that is trained like that it's, it's it's a sense of security and I know for a lot of soldiers um, surf you know PTSD and coming out of the war you know they may not have been a dog handler in the war but uh, having somebody that's your battle buddy, they're always watching your back. It's such a, it's such a security blanket for them guys. And so I know that you do you like you, you had mentioned, you do a lot with uh, nonprofits and, uh, uh, a lot of different stuff like that. So do you want to name the nonprofits and, uh, that you're currently working with? Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, you know, the, just leading up, if, if I got time, we, uh, you know, I grew up around World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Gulf uh, War vets, um, Korean War vets, and you know they would come hang out and and tell their stories. I was a young buck growing up, and we would just hand over the dogs and give them away for at no cost, just because we saw one within our family and our community the the uh, the fulfillment that those dogs do for the veterans, but also. For what they did for others, so we would just give them away. And I ran into it, it all started at the UDT Navy Seal Museum. Uh, Rick Kaiser is a uh, is a one of the uh, bosses at the Navy Seal Museum. He comes from uh, Dev Group. Um, he came. He he approached me and just said, "Listen, we want a dog, so we donated him a dog." And you know, we kind of played with the whole you know donation and the fundraising on the charitable side because we're a we're a for profit, not a not for profit. And he said, "Listen, let's let's just." you know, keep giving back and we'll, we'll work together on the charity side. And we started a canine demonstration team with the military capability and fundraising. So that was, I think 10 years ago now, I believe, um, that led into uh special operations wounded warriors at a Myrtle beach, Sal, um, another, uh, charity that runs, it started with pig hunts, um, and, uh, basically killing, killing hogs with dogs and, uh, we started donating dogs to veterans there um through that charity i ran into oz mark geist from 13 hours which is actually right he's actually my house now uh, we got a we have a a program on for a week um we got um some some boys in town from the military veterans that are going through a selection process right now to maybe receive a dog in the future through badden and his charity shadow warriors project um, out of colorado which is started by himself and uh, his wife uh and that's those are the three military veteran uh charities that we deal with. And then there's Victor Marks, uh Ministries. Victor is a uh Marine Corps vet, you know Vic. And yeah. uh his his uh his charity works uh uh in a lot of different cool ways and him and I um uh, in the veteran community and giving back to uh to other victims, victims of violent crime and other uh other needs for the service dogs. So those are the four charities that we deal with. Uh that's Shadow Warriors Project, UDT Navy Steel Museum, uh, Special Operations Wounded Warriors, and uh, Victor Marks Ministries.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. First of all, I'd like to say thanks for everything you do for veterans. That's huge, and I don't think I don't think people uh, give thanks enough. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, thank you guys. That being said, we're going to take a break and get a word from our sponsors, and we'll uh, we'll be right back. And we'll talk more about the the dogs and the veterans. So when we return.
0: The you're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors.
3: My father was the, the best truck driver I've known in my life. Look at family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not
1: just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger
3: perspective. This
1: is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new, and then it's very reliable.
3: At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667.
4: Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com.
3: Attention, all U.S. veterans. You have served this country with honor and pride. So why is it so difficult to receive the benefits you deserve? Filing a VA claim is complicated, it's cumbersome, and time-consuming. Many veterans have a problem identifying what conditions they should apply for. VDAC, Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is an online application that greatly assists you with filling out your application and identifying the disabilities that you're entitled to. The VDAC process takes about 15 to 30 minutes. From start to finish. The entire process is simple and easy to use. The software automatically cross-references the VA database to determine what presumptive conditions you are entitled to, as well as any secondary conditions. Once done, a fully completed VA form is generated with supporting material. To find out more, go to nifv.org and click on the VDAC button. Again, the website is nifv.org and click on VDAC.
0: Welcome back to Wounded but Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back uh, here with Josh Perry from K9 talking about uh, the charity work he does with different nonprofits uh, for our military veterans uh, with dogs, providing them with dogs. And so, Josh, one when you. When you give a dog to a vet, veteran or it's paid for through the nonprofit or however it goes, wh- how, how much has – give me the fulfillment that you get from that because I know it changes lives because I've seen – I've got a lot of buddies that are veterans that have dogs and, and uh, dogs from you even. And, I mean, it's just – it's it's life-changing for them guys, right?
2: Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, we, like I said, we got four guys in right now from all different walks of uh, – uh, military careers, um, you know the the relationships that uh, have been made. You know, my dad and I have always said that the veterans are doing way more for us than we are for them. We learn a lot more from them than they do from us. But you know, our company went uh, when nine eleven hit. Our company shifted from the family-owned protection, the military capability, and the law enforcement, and went operational on the private side of the house. Um, you know, all the all the everybody jumped on the private military contracting. We jumped into the, uh, canine capability, um, in Iraq and Afghanistan, both on the operational and supplying. So when we, we started linking up with the charities, um, there was a great need for not just the veterans, but the private military contract as well, which is what shadow warriors, um, project does now, both, uh, on the veteran side of the military and the, uh, on the contracting side. But, you know, it, it, man, it, it's not just seeing it from the veterans, but the wives, um, the children, you know, it's humbling. I mean, they did try to grab words, um, to explain what and where that dog goes where sometimes medicine can't go where psychiatrists can't go. Um, it's just, there's no words for it. It's magical and it's very spiritual. So yeah, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, because I mean, so essentially, I mean correct me if I'm wrong but like for the military you know you have a working dog I mean they become so vital in the special operations community it's it's another tool in the tool bag it's a combat multiplier the dogs do so much more I mean they they attach cameras to them I mean the, the dogs do so much and I mean obviously it's like your brother you know I mean you you love that dog so much but but it, it's it's a it's just a badass tool that the military uses in combat now and, you know, I don't know when they transitioned to that or, or what, but I know they get used a lot more now than they, than they used to. Yeah. So yeah, they go ahead.
2: Oh, no, you go ahead. No, yeah. They had to recreate the wheel out of, after Vietnam, it was, uh, you know, uh, uh at the boat, the tier one and the, uh, and the special forces community around, they really had some work to do after nine 11 hit. I know guys that were involved, uh, in the, recreating i guess you could say in the plank holding of the canine units across north america both from canada's from cansoff and uh from the us side of the house so yeah it was a lot of work to do they've come a long
1: way the boys are the boys are really uh are really doing a great job so what is what is the timeline uh i know you said that you start them at like uh, 5 weeks so what's the timeline till i mean i know they they never stop training but when you're comfortable sending them off to the team or to the family for a, I, uh, you know, for a family protection dog, what's the timeline of that?
2: You mean age, age-wise for the dog?
1: Yeah. How long is it in training before you're, I mean, I know it probably depends on each individual dog, but on on the yeah. average, how, how long?
2: Yeah, usually, you know, we, so because of what we're doing as a puppy and because of the exposure that we're You know, what we're exposing them to throughout the training, their training, uh, foundation, you know, we can get some dogs at 11 months that are pretty dialed in. Now you're going to deal with the youth. You're going to deal with, you know, um, you know, I don't like to call them puppies, but you got that young buck mindset where they're going to, you know, they're going to get in some crap and they'll mature out. But usually at like 11 months to, you know, like I said, the 17 months you can, uh, again, depending, like you said on, am I putting detection on this dog? Does it have higher level capabilities kinetically exposing it to, you know, you know, gunfire, all that other stuff, then there, then you got a little bit more time on them. But, um, yeah, usually 11 months we can start, uh, we can start bringing them into their environment.
1: Yeah. And I think for the listeners, I think it's important because you had mentioned you've got four guys up there now, so you actually have people come to Canada. They do different, uh, you, you take them through a whole training regime with, with a dog, correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah. We got, uh, so we, we're on about 50 acres, um, not far from Niagara Falls. Uh, we got a facility, indoor training facility, outdoor. We have facilities where, uh, where clients can come in and stay COVID hit. So it was a big, uh, we were still praise the Lord moving around and, uh, and, uh, accessing the veterans, their families and the needs because, uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately you start locking stuff up. There's still 22 veterans a day that are, uh, that are going. So, um, you know, we, we pushed hard on that and, and now that everything's starting to open back up, we're pushing hard at bringing people in and, uh, and getting
1: them here and getting them trained. So, yeah. So d- can you just kind of describe kind of some of the activities that you have the, the veterans do or the people, See, cause you'll, you'll sell a personal pre- protection dog to a family, correct? And I'm assuming they do the same thing as, as the veterans. They'll come up.
2: No. Yeah. Kind of kind of man. They'll, they'll, so it depends on the level of protection that we're selling to clients. A lot of times we'll
1: go to the family
2: protection, um, client on the end state and we'll embed the dog there to start. And then we'll keep currency training on that. That way. Um, it depends on the, what level they're purchasing at, but a lot of times we'll go to them. The veterans will either set up a course somewhere and, and, uh, have them come to us or for sure at our facility, they all come to us. The embedding is different as far as the um, service dog veteran program goes um, than the family. I mean, these guys today, just for an example, they came in. um, Yesterday they flew in. Yesterday was Sunday. We picked them up, brought them in, um, just gave them their quick, hey, this this is where you're at. This morning they woke up, um, did our safety brief, conduct briefs, and then we we did, you know, your basic sit down, stay here's your leash. And by the end of the day, they were blindfolded, um, restricted of visual, working with multiple dogs, seven, eight dogs in the room getting dogs from point A to B, um, you know, doing the military stuff, the stuff that they, you know, the, the big thing with the military and the veterans is is a lot of guys will come put put all that away back on the Civvy Street. Our program isn't a fluffy, feel-good program. It's a working military working dog capability where we draw into those skill sets that they have been trained to do, all the discipline, all the consistency, all the communication. Those things that, that you guys put away in the Pelican case when you get into Civvy Street, we demand you bring them right back up. As a matter of fact, if you don't, it goes, I guess, as a, as a slight against your selection, because these dogs demand consistency. They demand communication. They demand discipline. And, uh, so everything we do with them here, um, is just right out of the textbook of the environment they came from. As one guy said today, he threw a piece of chicken down to feed the dog. I said, Hey man, how'd you like it? He said, I'm home. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So. So they'll be up there for what, three or four days? They're up here five days. Yeah,
2: five, five. days if, uh yeah.
1: Gotcha. And then they t- will they take the dog back with them at that point or they
2: No. It's just selection. So they'll go through they'll be issued dogs, it won't be the dogs they're getting. They'll go through selection, um and then basically we'll do a round table and uh and go, okay, this is this is where we'll go from here. As far as these recipients go, this one right here, we'll get one. Now we'll come back and, and, uh, follow up with the other guys and maybe things to work on and, uh, invite some back or not. All right. Some guys leave. Some guys will just say, this isn't for me. It hasn't happened yet, but some guys do, you know, if they, if they don't say it, you can see it on their, <laughs> on their faces. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Cause I, I you know, I mean, I, obviously I've, I've seen some of the stuff that y'all do and it. It's 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 actually pretty comical. You put a bunch of guys in the car. Yeah, I don't know. People can yeah. watch it on the on the website. We'll talk about that at the end. But yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. awesome. man. so, uh, how many dogs do, do you think you are you pumping out a year?
2: Uh you know what, buddy? That's a I get that. You know how many dogs you got? I mean, we. So I will say this: this is this is the uh, you know the business answer. To that we're pumping out um, quality over quantity. I mean, I we right. could we could do we could easy do a hundred dogs a year. Um, we don't, we could easy do it. And I won't because I just, you know, I don't mind growth. I'm not uh, afraid to grow, but I just, um, you know, we're, the genetics, you start tapping into genetics and you start playing with that and looking at the, the quantity over the quality and you start losing the genetic capability and, and that. So, you know, we, uh, I, I will say after COVID, everybody, as far as the family go is, playing catch up. Um, they're looking at their, their family, looking at security, looking at everything going on and they're, they're playing catch up. So we got a bunch of, bunch of business coming in from that. And then unfortunately, um, we still have our veterans that are dealing with, uh, the issues that, that they're dealing with. So, um, you know, our, our goal is to penetrate that and, uh, and to affect that big time and to bring it down to nothing. So, um, you know, so that being said, there's your numbers. We're 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 putting them out there. Our program is different. There's a lot of other dogs, a lot of other philosophies, um, and uh, but yeah, so we're we're doing we're doing quite a bit of numbers. No, I didn't tell you that. Yeah,
1: no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, well, I tell you what. Let's take another one more commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up and we'll we'll talk about some other stuff. We'll be right back. Words from our sponsors.
0: Put your weapon next to mine. Put your weapon next to mine. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our
3: sponsors. Attention, looking for semi-drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you are going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Broadcast Network for over 19 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution has been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. VDAC an online application that helps veterans research and file for their VA disabilities. Empowering the veteran to take full control of your claim. Find out more by going to our website, nifb.org and clicking on the VDAC button. Once again, our website is nifb.org and click on VDAC. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, Josh, I'll just fire this. I know everybody that's listening is asking. So if you got a family out there and they, they're interested in getting a uh, family protection dog, how, how would they go about that?
2: Uh, they just go online. Usually, com. All the contact information is on our website. A lot of guys will go through the social media platforms now: Instagram, Facebook, Bad and Canine on all those uh, the social media. And uh, that's pretty much it. Just hit us up on an email. The contact information as far as phone goes, and uh, it's an easy day.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I know it's uh, it's it's such an awesome thing, uh, you know, to have have uh, an asset like that um especially with nowadays i mean stuff's getting so bad you know i mean it's just uh uh, you know nothing's going to get past that dog and and dogs dogs have that sixth sense that intuition and uh, they can always sense that sense that and it's uh it's i think that's what it why it it helps veterans so much uh especially guys that have actually been in the stuff um because they can take that dog anywhere and, and the dog's always gonna be watching his back and he just it's just that security, you know. But you probably know more about that than I do. But um yeah, so yeah, that'd be cool. I hopefully uh, hopefully you get some traffic from this. And I know so I had Keith Holland on uh a few weeks ago and I know you got you kinda of put him to work, right? He's he's uh training dogs with you now.
2: Yeah, Keith is uh so Keith came from Special Operations Wounded Warriors. He got a dog, Quill, Quill Quill is uh his service dog through Baden um at Sal and then uh yeah, Keith is one of the boys, man. He runs trains with me. He's actually here this week. He's uh working he's actually he, he runs with me and he's working with uh, Shadow Warriors project um uh with the training and, and uh and the recipients with their uh service dogs. Yeah, we keep him busy and that's the you know the thing is is a lot of guys are looking to stay busy, right? They come out and uh, uh, are looking to looking to go to work. So if if, if we can use them, we keep the boys busy. And keeps one guy, he's a loyal dude. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a hard worker, and I know that he's got uh, he's got a GoFundMe page right now. He's trying to because I guess he's got a training uh, training site set up in his backyard and uh, for grass to help sod it. So if anybody uh, would be willing to help, you know, you can go to his uh, Keith Holland's GoFundMe page. It's Keith, K-E-I-T-H-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. And, uh, you know, just whatever you can give. Um, evidently, it's uh, pretty extensive what he's trying to do in his backyard, but uh, hopefully we can help him get that. I think he's got a goal of like 10000 bucks, and uh, hopefully we can help him meet that. Yeah, you, uh, yeah.
2: He he's, uh he says that our all our dogs
1: piss all over his yard and uh,
2: we're ruining it. So he's like, "Hey, dude, I need I need new grass." So, <laughs> yeah. But isn't,
1: is it some kind of special grass or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's some, he's got
2: something going on. He's, he uh I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I but he's, uh, you know, he 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 deserves it. His his facility deserves it. He'll if the veteran needs help or something's going on or he it, like. Like no kidding, if I make a phone call I'm like, Hey bro, you gotta go here to get this dog. It's it needs they got a vacation or something, he goes and grabs that dog. So he's got he's got a bunch of dogs at one given time at his house. So I mean if you look at the pictures of his backyard, I think it's on his Go funny Me site, it's like completely Canadian P
0: Brown,
1: just dead. dead. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. pretty bad. So the uh do you do you like have donations come through you for dogs, for veterans, or do you, would you put them out to the nonprofits that you mentioned? Yeah, you put them out. Uh, I, I don't,
2: I'm a for-profit anybody that comes through. I basically, I divvy it up as needed. I know, uh, Shadow Warriors project. I remember this cause he, um, and I've done some stuff. So there's a text to donate, um, Shadow Warriors project, uh, 91999. I think that's his, uh, text to donate number. Um, that's, uh, Mark Geist, Oz uh, from 13 Hours in Benghazi. The NA- UDT Navy SEAL Museum is all their canine projects. is through their website, Special Operations Wounded Warriors, um, just all through their, uh, all their website. Gotcha.
1: Well, man, I really, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing for veterans. It uh, means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, thanks for everything you and your family do. And I know you... You're a busy man and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this tonight. And uh man, hopefully uh, we can get some stuff going for you. But again, man, God bless you, God bless your family and and, uh, and thanks. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, and taking out the time for us. Hey, brother, we appreciate you guys. God bless
2: you guys and uh again, like we said, um we appreciate you guys what you've done and uh continue to do. So we're uh we're humbled, we're honored, and uh most
1: importantly um, praise the Lord. We're, uh, we're able to do it too. So God bless you. All right, brother. Thanks. And, uh, for everybody listening, you know, if you can, you know, replay this uh, as soon as it, as soon as we post it. And, uh, if you could go back and donate to any one of them nonprofits, you're not going to find any, you know, any better ones in this, uh, in this category. The nonprofits do a lot for veterans and a lot for our special operations warriors and, uh, check out my buddy, Keith Holland's GoFundMe page. Let's try to get him some help. And thanks for everybody for listening. Tune in next Monday night for another great show. I really appreciate it. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.
0: You're listening to Wounded but Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins.
3: My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the states with my cat. To be the truck
1: driver, you're not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new, and then it's very reliable.
3: At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667.
4: Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com.
3: Attention, all U.S. veterans. You have served this country with honor and pride. So why is it so difficult to receive the benefits you deserve? Filing a VA claim is complicated, it's cumbersome, and time-consuming. Many veterans have a problem identifying what conditions they should apply for. VDAC, Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is an online application that greatly assists you with filling out your application and identifying the disabilities that you're entitled to. The VDAC process takes about 15 to 30 minutes from start to finish. The entire process is simple and easy to use. The software automatically cross-references the VA database to determine what presumptive conditions you are entitled to, as well as any secondary conditions. Once done, a fully completed VA form is generated with supporting material. To find out more, go to nifv.org and click on the VDAC button. Again, the website is nifv.org and click on VDAC. VBN, Veterans Broadcast Network, brings you Wounded But Not Broken. Hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible.